That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. I feel like I should have said that's for like 10 minutes because of the fact that we haven't done one of these in a very long time, but I'll just save you for that and we'll talk a little bit more instead. Uh, anyway, great to see all of you again. Here we are on the Echo Screen Live. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Uh, ding, ding. Very good. I'm glad you remember your role in the show. It hasn't been too uh, too long for you to remember. And as always, I am with the sometimes forgetful Rue. Rue, how are you doing today? I for this evening. I, I gotta throw it at you. It's the question everyone's asking. Okay. Where the hell's the next sixteen bit gem? Uh, well, uh, it's it's funny you ask that. I I think the, the the important thing to remember here is that these videos that we make they take a lot of time and they take you know we do this site as a hobby. It's something that we don't necessarily. Yeah, it's been like into. it's been like October since the last one. People are kind of waiting on these things. I well, mean, we I, have lives we want to try to get on with. So it's so true. It's so true. I know, and it's and I, I listen. I I feel your pain for the sixteen bit gem. And I, you know, I myself really think that we should t we should keep these things in context. I want to make these videos. We all want to make these videos. We want to have you enjoy those Look, videos. Cut the crap. But when's the next gem coming out? You you do realize that you're the one that makes the sixteen bit gems videos, right? Not me. You you do know that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so why don't you get to work on that? Okay. Well. Um... Maybe it's not as good time to mention that I am. And this May, this being the first of May, uh, it's coming out this month. So there you go. There you go. We finally now have that going. Talking. So live. Did you just make a promise for a release? That's crazy. I never That's break promises. Talk. So you know it's true. It's crazy talk. No, but for reals. For reals. Uh, yeah, for reals. So we got, you know, I, I think I think it's safe to say, folks, we both had a little bit of a hiatus from the, I mean, I was, you know, I was still rocking and rolling with the ringers, but those have kind of stopped here in the last couple weeks too. But it's okay <laughs> for all of you that might have been fearing we were going away or going the way of the Dodo. That is not happening. We are here going strong with no plans to go anywhere else. And we're still producing wonderful content for you wonderful people. Dodo. Uh, that is the official Clan of the Grey Wolf stance. You heard it first right here. So what the hell are we going to talk about today? Okay. We didn't even talk about this in the pre-show that we were talking about. But Scam Sky Sam Freeman reminded me of it. Say that five times fast. No. Uh, Earthbound. You know you heard this, right? I, I heard this. Okay. Earthbound is finally coming to the virtual console yes. in America, which is the May amazing, right? Come on. Otherwise known as the Nintendo Desperation Move. <laughs> also known as the the uh, news that completely overshadowed the rest of that Nintendo Direct. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, there was a Nintendo Direct? What, what else did they say? Oh, there's games coming out? For yeah. the what? It's, it's like, uh, oh. For the Wii Who? Le Who is that? Legend of Zelda Link to the Past 2. <laughs> Earthbound's coming out. Whatever. It, it's Linsanity. Seriously. That's Lin crazy. No, so, uh, two things I just want to mention about this before we move on. I thought it was funny because I was talking to some of the guys from Retroware last night about, because uh, they have a new, you know, retro news section there. Okay. Which you should all check out at RetroWareTV.com if you haven't you yet. Plug. Uh, but, uh when the Earthbound VC virtual console thing was was uh, announced, uh, that was put up there, and the whole Legend of Zelda two news for the 3DS, not so much. The Earthbound thing completely overshadowed it. We're just all so excited about it, um, which is funny. It really is. <clears throat> Secondarily, I, 
Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You, you go. I was going to say, secondarily, I feel, and I tweeted this exact same thing the day of the, the announcement, but I feel the same way as an Earthbound fan as I did as a Red Sox fan in 2004. What the hell am I going to bitch about now? Um, well, we actually might be able to handle that today. There's a little bit of that conversation today on the Echo Screen Live because today we are going to cover a topic that I think might have you bitching about more than a few things. Sweet. Including the death of one of our favorite studios. I love death. Death is just great, but it's fun to bitch about, you know? Yes. Um, in any case, we are going to talk about the future of adventure games here on the Echo Screen Live. Uh, something that is near and dear to both of our hearts as gamers. I'm sure it is dear to many of you as gamers as well. We're going to talk about that tonight as the topic du jour, also known as the topic of the day. After we do a little uh, news and notes, a little T and B, as we call the tids and bits. Mm -hmm. um, we've already started a little bit of the tids and bits. I like the jumping right into the Nintendo conversation right off the bat. That's awesome. I hate to jump in. Also, as everyone in the hey, chat is mentioning, yeah, I, I still have to bitch about Mother One and Two not being out on, the, or Mother One and Three not being out on the virtual console. That's true. That is that's a that's so. totally that's actually a fantastic thing to bitch about. So yes. that's good. Um, and then bits. lastly, we have the third part of the show, folks, which is what I hear still to this day, even when we don't have a show. This is people's favorite part of the show, which is the question and answer portion of the, of the program, where we actually will take questions live from all of you. You can ask us about the topic du jour. You can ask us about the TNB, or you can ask us about video games, life, geekdom, Game of Thrones, although Rue won't have any idea what he's talking about, or Doctor Who, in I which like. case I won't have any idea what I'm talking about. Ooh, we should do that. We should do a Game of Thrones versus Doctor Who off and see which one of and us I will knows less. Rush you like a bug. Yes. Also, um, I, I just want to note, this guy yes. Sam Freeman, I'm glad that people are picking up on our extraordinarily dated Dumb and Dumber references when you say <laughs> the soup of the day, and he's like, hmm, I'll have that. See, that's that's phenomenal. It's like, although I have to tell you, I saw stuck stuck on you this weekend, and it's kind of like a Dumb and Dumber light. It's actually really good. I I have never seen that film before, and it was funny. It was really I laughed very hard at that movie. Wait, who was in that? It's still not Dumb and Dumber. It's a Fairly Brothers movie right. with Matt Damon and um, Will Ferrell, the great actor, the great actor from Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, great here. I was gonna say, no. And Cher, Cher is in the movie as well. Um. Anyway, listen, if you want to ask questions to us, which I know you do, you all have tremendous questions that have been eating <clears throat> for the last, what, two months since we've been on the air. So if you have questions, you don't even have to wait for the question and answer portion of the program. All you have to do is go to the, the users in the right-hand corner of the screen, scroll all the way up. You'll see my name, Commodore128. Right-click that. Click PM. You'll see it right there. It looks a little bit like that. Click. All you got to do is click my name, click PM, and send your question to me. I take the best questions, only the finest, only the most well thought out, only the most well baked questions, and the ones about poop and piss. And we use those on air. Uh, when are you going to take a Doctor Who question already? Never. I think if I command people, they will inundate you, inundate you with Doctor Who questions, and you will have to take one. I know. You know, you're you're like it's funny. Even Sonic if Screwdriver. all of you, even if all of you told me right now to go watch Doctor Who, you'd probably still be the tenth person this week that told me. So, whatever. It's just I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. You hate soon. all things that they're good anyway. No, I don't hate. I don't. Who said I hate Doctor Who? I don't hate Doctor Who. Well, you hate I, Firefly, and you've barely watched that. I hate Firefly, and but that sucks. That's a different story. Um, We're skipping the tits and bits here. We're skipping the tits and bits. Let's let's jump back into the news notes. So let's we already talked about a little bit of Nintendo news, but there's more Nintendo news. 
which is that they apparently are not going to do a press conference at E3. What's the significance of that? I think that's pretty interesting. I guess they figure that uh, they really don't need to put on this giant show. They're going to have these kind of press events, you know, where they just directly show things to the press, which is something that they all these companies at E3 do, or the big booths especially. They have these closed press events. I assume it's going to be more of that. Right. Um, well, they'll just show it's like more intimate and they can kind of show off these games and so forth that they're going to have. And, and a lot cheaper supposedly. because they're a little strapped for cash at the moment. There you go. Uh, so it's interesting. I It actually has caught more attention of the chattering Nancy's in the uh, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't um, either. That, that was it was good, though. I, <laughs> I bought it of the, of the video game journalism world. uh just with this announcement, because they're like, oh, oh my God, they're not going to have a press conference. Oh, what, what, at E3, what's going to happen? And it's like, <laughs> they're probably just going to save a lot of money, basically. You know, <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. and also, they won't have to worry about following Sony and Microsoft, both really, both releasing their own you know, new consoles. They won't have to follow it well with, well, you got a, a, a Zelda game, maybe, or something like that. You know, because th- they know, regardless, they're going to lose, lose. Not that it necessarily matters. They can avoid an embarrassing moment by just not having the press conference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good move, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think more than even being a good move, I think it's probably more of a, ne- of a necessary move. Right now, they're not... They know right now... They're, the press conferences that are going to be at this E3 are going to be overwhelming. Their, their competition... This is their, this is their mm-hmm. moment in the spotlight. Why waste the money if you're just going to get kind of overshadowed anyway? Um, so I think it's I think it's a I don't think anybody's going to think any less of Nintendo for not doing one of those giant you know overindulgent crappy usually crappy uh, conferences. Uh, uh, there's some great uh, Reggie moments from those though. They're really well. Uh, there are great moments from from pretty much every E3 ever. If your body is ready. Stupid, terrible conference uh, talks. But anyway, I just have little images of Jay Allard like spinning with his bald head talking about the (laughs) Xbox. Um, I gotta say that, yo, blah, blah. Welcome. He, she, it is new. I just had to say that because. Oh, okay. Well, why don't we just welcome everybody that's new, just like the Weekly Ringer? Hey, we'll just do it right now. Hey, Rerez, are you welcome? Gosh, are I, you new? I don't I like. New. I don't like. I don't like how you spotlight things. You know, it's really. It's I not. Like, it's I like not spot- very nice. I'm spotlighting the people. It's just not very nice. I think it's nice. The people anyway. like being. Hey, look, Christoph the spy. You're ignoring all the That's what you're doing. Because you know what, Christoph the spy is my new best friend, or maybe it's Christ of the spy. I don't know, but you know that's what? Easy. Yeah, you don't even know his name. He's my best friend. Shut up. Shut up. You don't talk about my best friend like that, or I'm going to sonic screwdriver your face off. That's I it. don't even know what that means. All right. So, more news and notes. Are you ready to rock on this? Check this out. The Xbox Durango is a real thing. Well, not, not that it's actually going to be called Durango, <laughs> but it's a real thing. And it's what, ac- it actually exists. It looks like it might be. I don't know if this is confirmed yet. I haven't been following a lot of the news, but Xbox Infinity, is that confirmed? I think it's just going to be called Xbox. Is it going to be one of those? That's things? my vote. My vote is going to be called. My vote is no. that it's going to be called Xbox. They're not going to do. They're not going to go the the iPad route, the new iPad route, are they? That that wouldn't be technically the new iPad route. That would be that would be the HTC One route, where they basically One route. That was funny. Um, root R O U T E, not R O O T. Anyway, sorry. Say, yeah. A- Android Android hacking. Uh, you could joke say there. route. Route. I could say route. Like it could be British. Hey, hey, governor, taking the route. 
Actually, no. British British is British is root, and American English is route. Depends Isn't that interesting? Where, it depends on where in the country you are, really. Well, I blame Canada, but it's universal over there. Shut they up. all call them rooters. Anyway, the point is, I should know. The point is, um, <laughs> this is horribly racist. It's, it, it, yeah, I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Just read my mind. This is a horribly, horribly racist show. Um, what the hell were we talking about? The, the, the Xbox <laughs> is real, for Christ's sake. I don't know what it's going to be called. I just think that it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting. The, the plan, at, as we understand it now, is they're going to release the, they're going to do an announcement about the hardware in May, and then in June at E3, they're going to spend all the time talking about the games, right. which presumably is going to be taken up also by Sony announcing, not announcing, but showing the hardware and showing the games all at E3. So you this know, is going to be an E3 to remember, I think. Uh, Which is, you know, strange. <coughs> not many E3s are worth remembering these days. No, not really. Uh, I. <clears throat> so looking at the direction that the next Xbox <clears throat> and PlayStation are at least rumored to be going. Yes. I'm thinking it might give the Wii U a second life, so to speak. Um, As in you'll be able to play Second Life on the Wii U? No. Well, maybe. Oh. Uh, but the thing is, is that people will people have kind of been waiting. I think that's this is why the Wii U has been a little bit stagnant. They're kind of waiting to see what comes up from Sony and Microsoft, and once yep. they see it, and once they see things like probably lack of a lot of physical media, things like that, always on connectivity. That we just our last topic was on DRM, sure. which if implemented correctly and doesn't suck is fine. But I have the feeling it might not. Uh, that's a good point. I think I think uh, actually Microsoft said always on connectivity. They were kind of trolling people, saying like, "Hey, if you don't have a fast enough connection, you need to join the 21st century or something like that." Right? Well, no, it was more like, um, "What's the big deal?" And by the way, that guy got fired. But the the, the point is, um, <laughs> but here's the thing: when so your your DVR, right? I happen to have a pretty high tech DVR. My DVR is always on. You want to know why? Because if it's not on, I can't watch TV, right? The new Xbox is rumored to be a DVR as well. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it is safe to assume that it would always be on. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to watch TV, right? So that always on functionality might not have anything to do with playing games. It might be completely to the entertainment functionality. I don't know. I'm just taking a stab. I, again, right? we don't know a lot, but I, I'm... <clears throat> and yes, uh, who, who pointed it out? I'm sorry. Someone pointed out that, yes, the Wii U is definitely behind. It's not going to be able to play the latest Unreal... Or, uh, I'm sorry, Engine from uh, Epic. Yep. Uh, already, it's behind on that. Yes. Whereas the PS4 and... and uh, Although Mark Ryan kind of backed up on that announcement once he made it. It was like, hell no, 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 no. And then when pressed, he was kind of like, well, maybe a heavily modified version. And then it was kind of like, okay, dude, you're totally backtracking here. <laughs> and we're, and we're as, as they are one to do. And we're completely forgetting Atari and all this. They might just come out of the box and really astound people. Actually, to be fair, the Ouya. And the new, the new Sega Jupiter. I heard that's going to be pretty good. What, what do you think about Ouya? Does that even bother a mention? I don't think no, so. No, well, I think I think Ouya is awesome. I don't I don't know that it's worthy of mention in this conversation. <laughs> Ouya is certainly not going to be doing any kind of press conference at E3, well, although no. I'm sure they'll be there. But there have been some pretty cool exclusive titles that have been uh, have been announced for Ouya since it has shipped. 
And uh, I think, you know, we'll see what happens. I think there's, you know, it's kind of an unpredictable future for it. But, hey, I played one at PAX East, thought it was pretty cool. It was uh, interesting. A little tinny for my taste, a little bit like a Samsung phone, hey. a little plasticky. Hey, hey. A uh, little not worth my time. There's nothing wrong no. with plastic. Yeah, except it breaks. Um, anyway, the point is, I, I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to happen. But I think, I think it's got a good shot. I think it's got a good shot to be a niche player. Which is what Nintendo is slowly being relegated to, but oh, um, oh, harsh. See, okay, getting back to my original point, I think by the time this holiday season holiday season comes around, people have yeah. a better idea of what is out on the market. I think Wii U, um, they're gonna have more games out. Completely I, agree. I think there, there might even be a price drop in the same vein as the 3DS. Absolutely. I think that's gonna move units. I don't think the Wii U is dead in the water. Uh, no, everyone not. thought 3DS had a horrible launch. It was not a great launch, but look at them now; they're doing pretty well. So doing okay. They're doing pretty I, well. They're still kind of they're pretty well. not really making money, but that's okay. Second year at an operating loss. <clears throat> Never happened in the history of Nintendo. You can't tell me that is that doesn't. It is uh, the the end. The, the end is too strong. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. So you know, I, and I agree. By the way, I think the Wii U probably will have a little bit of a renaissance, especially as they continue to release updates that speed the system up by thirty yes. percent. You know, every single time they release stuff. That's pretty crazy. That goes to show that they really didn't bake the software very well for this and probably released a little too early. Uh, obviously. And that's something that uh, people like Chris Kohler were mentioning early on is like, what in the hell? Why are the load times on this so ridiculously long? But that, you know, <clears throat> he called it and I, I assumed that eventually they were going to fix, you know, clean up the software and get that working better. So it, it just it luckily. made no sense for the hardware. And, and but that is that's typical of. <clears throat> The new generation, guys. That's mm-hmm. that's going to happen on probably the other consoles as well. The hardware is is set, and it's going to be about how can we tweak the software to work better and better on it. That's just what happens. Yeah, you know? and, and Flying Photon makes a very good point, is that uh, consoles really aren't like movies. They're, they don't have the same income cycle as movies with a big opening weekend and then just dropping off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 peaks and troughs depending on what comes out and what, what else is happening across the other platforms uh ps3 was god awful starting out and then it, had, it actually i believe surpassed the xbox 360 as of in the past year or so mm-hmm. i don't have the chart in front of me but you mean fairly you mean strong in, in sales of, in ser- yes sales. worldwide sales yes not in the biggest <laughs> markets but yes oh god so yeah i mean so <laughs> Swag playstation is is a is a is a great global brand right mm-hmm. it totally is much much more so than xbox and i think they're they've definitely cashed in on that although by the time they started making money on it it was almost too late Um, is xbox not is that mostly a north american thing like do do europeans not well the japanese still don't even well i know the japanese certainly almost nothing for a market for it so are there any europeans out there uh is is, is xbox a big player in your neighborhood tweet pc is much bigger than both consoles in 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 european markets or at least a lot of them not all of them interesting hey pc you know what's big on pc Everything, everything's big on PC I was right now. Say adventure games because we're talking about adventure games. Yeah, but you know what? what? Everything right now is big on PC. PC is kind of undergoing its new <laughs> renaissance as well, and I think that it was only underscored by the fact that, really, in fact, the rumor is that the new Xbox is actually going to run a native version of Windows 8. They're basically just repackaged PCs, guys. That's all they're. That's all they are. It's kind of sad. Makes me want to go buy a PC. Anyway, you don't have a um, PC. Oh, you just have a I? Mac. Never mind. 
Oh, yeah. But hey, look, that's a different story. I just use that for my work laptop. You, you, everybody knows you use Macs at work and PCs at home. Come on. If uh, you have a fake job, maybe. I was just doing that for irony, considering Being, the fact of where we were, you know, 20 years ago. If you're an anyway. artsy fartsy person, maybe. No, I am not an artsy fartsy person at all. Uh, uh, and uh, still. Aren't you? Still. Aren't you? No, no, yes. I'm not. Not at all. Did. Anyway, and all of my engineers would probably like to disagree with you as well because they're not artsy fartsy either. But anyway, they use the point is, yeah, all of them, every single one of them. That's what is wrong with your company? Seriously, uh, we're one of the largest producer purchasers. I think we are the largest corporate purchaser <sighs> Max in the world. Anyway, will you stop it? You're you're keeping them alive. Is. It's like it's like people at my work get get iPhones through the company. Why? Why would they do that? It's ridiculous. Why wouldn't you do that? That'd be that's awesome. Get the a company's... real phone with actual like productivity no. software no. I no. hippies hippies and engineers no it's not true it's not true anyway anyway the other thing i was going to mention is i did see the best of both worlds in the movie theater before you go on which yes. night wins because they say that you are artsy because you write stories anyway go ahead i don't write stories anymore well once you write the Sick, greatest no. homoerotic literature in the history of the of I, I did that. fiction i did that once. you kind of had to stop after that i did I did. You yeah. can't get any higher. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It's getting better. Anyway, I saw the best of both worlds episodes, both both of the episodes, the cliffhanger and the first episode of season three or season four. Uh, in the movie theater last week, and it was awesome. A little up. Oh, see, there you go. You got the sound effects and everything. I do. So they did a um, it was really cool, guys. I think it was, you know, it was uh, uh kind of a celebrating the release of next generation on blu-ray and um Which is uh, all these other kinds of things that they wanted right. to just you know put it out there and say hey all star trek fans should come out and see this really cool stuff although i'd say the next next generation does look pretty dated at this point which was surprising to me because i've always kind of thought it didn't well yeah and i was telling you this before is i'm I, anytime i for some reason star trek next generation's on bbc america i guess because patrick stewart's british but um <clears throat> anytime i come across that on tv i gotta stop and watch it and it yeah. is starting to look a little dated especially the carpet on the bridge and, yep. and the wood paneling totally a little bit uh um, it looks a little like 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 night rider almost like it's it's got because if you look at the seats it's that same kind of plush weird 70s texture to it that it just looks ugly um Anyway, uh, neither here nor there. Gotta love Star Trek. Gotta love the Next Generation. Um, and as a result, I had to, I had to go see these episodes. They were awesome. And um, I, I wish they were coming to other theaters, but it was like a one night only thing all across the country. I tweeted it. Um, yeah. So if any, you made it, that's awesome. But uh, it was sweet. Uh, I was gonna say that the one thing that doesn't look uh, so dated is the uh, inter computer interface, the LCARS. Absolutely. Uh, Acutograms. If you're if you're a Trekkie, you'll know what all those things are that I just mentioned. Um, <clears throat> because that's how we work nowadays. It was very our, predictive. Phones. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, although, funnily enough, the pads that they use uh, look really dated compared to, like, an <laughs> iPad or something like that. You know, they got huge bezels. Well, especially a tricorder. Like, a tricorder uh, just makes no sense, really. Yeah, I know. know. There's way too much uh, physical displays that with it can't really change. Oh, flip it down. And you can kind of tell when you look at them now, like I was paying in a movie theater, it's easier to see these things like they, they just look wooden. Like they don't look like they're, it looks like a toy, you know, like a little wooden toy that you buy. That's a prop. It doesn't actually look like a computer anymore. Well, and kind of a prop, but yeah. I remember 
Well, it is, but my point is when I was a kid, it just looked so real and felt so real, and now it's just like, that's just so crappy. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. We should probably move on to the topic du jour, the topic of the day, which is... I'll have that. Adventure gaming. Now, let's, <clears throat> let's first talk about why we thought about bringing this topic to, to, to bear today. And that is uh, some sad news that happened since we've last spoken. Why don't you... In a, in, a, in, a, in a somber way, break the news to everyone that doesn't know and review for those that do. <laughs> well, gosh, golly. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's not somber, is it? Oh, no. crap. Ah, I had one job. Thanks, Krusty. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I think most people know by now, but uh, <laughs> nailed it. Nailed uh, it. <laughs> uh, so uh, Disney has bought lucas arts or lucas sorry lucas film that's not the bad news that's no but i'm getting to it shut up uh bought luke you know star wars and all those properties etc etc and they're really star wars, star wars movies blur blur blur, blur yeah. yeah and so <clears throat> expecting the hammer to drop yeah and oh. uh that was weird a little internet I connection I, problem I, I had a jump there that was weird it's okay it people jump. it's okay anyway go ahead yeah, uh go ahead. Anyway, and um, uh, they eventually closed down the studio <clears throat> a few weeks ago. Which is awful. Right. So anyone, uh, th they've made great, tons of great games uh, over the course of their life. Perhaps my favorite isn't even an adventure game. It's probably X-Wing uh, or X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Those are just amazing space uh, shooter. Sim slash I would I would say the best. I would say uh, the best. Yes, uh, we had some great fun with those back in the day. Oh, but if you ask the the, the classic uh, PC gamer what LucasArts means to them, it's tons of adventure games. Yeah, uh, you know, <clears throat> really even uh, people that obviously I mean one of the ones that that are dear to our hearts are also like Maniac Mansion uh, that was on the NES as well. Yes, uh, which. I don't know if that was their first adventure game. Um, but I think it actually... I don't know if it was their first adventure game, but I know that it was the adventure game that defined the scum engine because MM yes. is Maniac Mansion yes. um, in scum, which basically becomes the basis for all adventure games that follow. Right, and, and people are, are chipping in here. I mean, Full Throttle, which we definitely enjoyed back in oh, the 90s. Such a great game. Yes. Uh, Grim Fandango. Starring the one Mark Hamill. Yes, Mark Hamill, Rick Burger, you're dumber than dirt. <laughs> um, yeah, and the George Lucas lookalike protagonist that just kind of like did this the whole time and had the beard, and you just like you try to use the you try to use the um, crowbar, not the crowbar. There's like a tire iron, and you try to use it on something, and he goes, "It's meant for nuts." Best line in a video game ever. I'd never even made that. I wonder it's if he's nuts. <laughs> I wonder if he was supposed to look like George Lucas. He was. That's I, that, they signed the character under George Lucas. I never actually thought about that. Damn it. Oh, yeah. uh, Monkey Island. Monkey Island series. Monkey Island. Oh. I was asking people on Twitter right before this, some of their favorite um, adventure games. Tons of LucasArts games. Uh, Monkey Island was definitely one of them brought up a lot. Um, and uh, Indiana Fandango. Grim Fandango, uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, which I've never yeah. played, but I keep meaning to. I hear it's like one, perhaps the best Indiana Jones-based video game ever made. I'm sure of that. <clears throat> so about Steven Spielberg vehicle, The Dig. Yes. Which uh, was, I think, the last game they ever made. Actually, no, I'm sorry. They made another Monkey Island, 
I think, around the turn of the century. Um, but I think one of their last games was The Dig, and it was supposed to be very big. It was a very big production. They had all this stuff going on, and it obviously sold very, very poorly, which is one of the reasons why they're not around anymore. Yes, and, and Sam of Ma Sam and Max, of course, is a very popular series that I have not also I also have not played. But but Sam and Max has been out of the hands of LucasArts for a long, long time. Yes, and so that brings us to <clears throat> a point I'd like to make, though sad that this classic uh, game development house is now closed it's not like they were doing much uh great lately certainly no. not with a lot of these old properties that they've been kind of sitting on completely uh so so i would like to pose the question to you mm -hmm. what though sad what is uh what is the real loss for lucasarts closing down Right yeah, now. I mean, so my answer to that is probably going to deviate you know, from the topic at hand, which is adventure besides, games. Besides the people, of course, you know, losing jobs, but still. Well, right, I mean? but I mean, I, so <clears throat> in terms of just the raw property, yes, I I think there have been a lot of really bad Star Wars games that have come out, but yeah, we already mentioned it. the The X Wing series is phenomenal and is dying for a remake. Um, yeah, and you know, even even the crappier, watered down version of it, which was Rogue Squadron could really use a remake on the on the new you know next generation consoles um i'd even be up for that that is a, a huge loss but the the real problem and I'll, I'll wind this into what we're talking about today which is adventure games i don't really think that there's too much of a market for adventure games to to really justify a full studio right um or, or as hey, well, as zen blaster just put it succinctly who cares? Yeah, totally. According to Rue. Right. And, but you know what? You know what else? I mean, we said the same thing when Disney bought Lucasfilm. It was kind of like, who cares? Because this is basically exactly what we always wanted. George Lucas now lo no longer has anything to do with Star Wars. Um, True. And, they're, and now they're making new movies. Which... And now they're making movies, which are just like right in right around the corner like they're going to be coming out starting in like two years yeah and it sounded originally at first it made everyone kind of you know a lot of trepidation like do we really need another one and then more information has been coming out oh yeah jj abrams is going to direct and john williams is going to score it and george lucas isn't going to touch it and now people are like okay i might be interested That's in this great. again you know? my god i'm so glad disney bought lucasfilm so so the real question is is all these classic properties can people start uh taking them Taking it back. Uh, I think Ron Gilbert was saying on uh, Twitter not too long ago, hey, not that he's going to, but hey, it would be nice to actually have my hands on Monkey Island again. You know? He's probably going to, he's probably, gonna, yeah, I mean, it's I, more of a I, possibility I now than it was. I, totally. And I, I, I was thinking the same thing. You know, what I would love to see Tim Schaefer make, you know, Full Throttle 2, the sequel that was always planned, had actually been pretty much fully developed and never released. Um, I'd love to see that game get made, you know, um, including a lot of other games. So, you know, do they do a fire sale like what happened with um, the names escaping me? Dark Riders. Um, help me out. THQ. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, yeah. Sorry. Um, THQ, you know, just sold all their stuff, right? Just They just kind of fire sailed it. They auctioned it all off. Um and now Nordic Studios owns like most of those properties, like the studio that no one's ever heard of, which is kind of weird. But anyway, 
the point is, where'd they get all that money? Anyway, the Ice point links. is, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they did a Kickstarter. No, uh, but anyway, <laughs> so the, the point is, folks, that I think, I think I could see that happening for the old LucasArts properties. They could go into the hands of people that want to make new iterations of them that work inside of a niche instead of being a triple-A title that gets released, you know, for everybody in the universe. And I'll bet you those will be very good successes within the niche that they play in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Azura <clears throat> comes up with an interesting question. If you get rid of everyone involved in the original production of a, of a game and have someone else make the sequel, is it still the same series? I mean, debatable. Well, there's been some instances of that happening, of... Well, several instances of that happening. I mean, especially if you look at things like uh, long-running series like Legend of Zelda that really have had a lot of different people. You don't have the same people working on it now that did back in the NES days. How many, what is there, 25 James Bond movies? Yeah, exactly. So, Albert Broccoli's been dead for like 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it's obviously easy to lose. I would say, yes, it's still in the same series, but you can easily lose the soul of what makes a game or movie franchise or book franchise uh even uh is that the right term whatever you know what i mean yeah uh, i know you if if it passes between people doctor who hey here's a great time to talk about doctor who because that's been going on for 50 years it's been passed between multiple uh producers writers uh directors stars you know uh <clears throat> and star trek i mean we, we, we yeah. the, the, the list goes on folks yeah, the yeah. list goes on and i think that there have, you know, yeah. The, the reason why the new Star Trek films work, I think, is because you get some fresh blood infused in it, and you also have people that are fans working on it, and you have people that aren't even fans that have never even seen it before, and they're just trying to make good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think the same is true for Doctor Who. I think the same is true for a lot of different series up there that get picked up and kind of managed in hands that didn't create it um and that's why i kind of would like to see some of those old lucasarts properties get picked up uh especially x-wing obviously but more along the lines of adventure games you know sam and max has already taken off i mean sam and max continues to be <coughs> popular but you know obviously monkey island's getting a ton of attention now and um i would love to see something like full throttle i'd love to see ambitious pro projects like the dig which we're starting to see a resurgence in now um i'd love to see those things get picked up and i think they could okay so looking at the so that's kind of our eulogy since we're yeah. already about to run long for the segment uh that was right. kind of our eulogy for lucasarts but what about the future of adventure games in general where do you see yeah. that going yeah and i i think you know obviously it's it's we're kind of setting people up for this right but i, I sure. think i think you know, the, the the tendency is to say that adventure games are dead and will always be dead. And if you play some of the older adventure games, you're probably going to, that's probably going to be your opinion, and I don't blame you. The thing is, I think we're living in a renaissance of sorts for really a lot of, you know, so folks, in almost every aspect of life, in history, in the, the history of the world and humanity, what's old is new, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing that in video games right now. Look at the 2D action platformer. We are seeing such a renaissance in the 2D action platformer right now that we haven't seen since the mid-80s, okay? We're seeing 
adventure games. We're seeing full motion video. We're seeing things that died 20 years ago, apparently. And are supposedly, now, yes. Yeah, supposedly. Well, I, I think they died. I think they're just being resurrected, right? I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. Well, kind of. Yeah. Because you had Sam and Max and, and, and Grim Fandango in the late 80s. I would say by the mid-2000s, adventure games were probably called dead-ish. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think the last Monkey Island came out in like 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. And that was the last of the LucasArts games. And that, for my money... When LucasArts stops making adventure games, that's the death knell, right? That It's over. Yes. You know, it, it wasn't like they just stopped making Phantasmagorias. They stopped making LucasArts games. They stopped making scum games. And that just, to me, that was, was like, that's the end, right? Mm-hmm. So, at any point, it was dead. It's My whole point in saying that is that there's a renaissance going on right now. I think that, you know, phones, I think all kinds of mobile devices, I think the the... Uh, the the 3ds, I think even the touch capabilities on the Wii U, and some of the voice capabilities on Xbox and the next PlayStation are going to be unique environments where adventure games can work very very well. Couple that with developers like Telltale that are just damn good at it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yes. I, well, the DS has already been a great uh, bastion of adventure games already. Um, yeah. With uh, of course the Phoenix Wright series, uh, uh, nine ah, frig nine persons nine doors nine stories whatever oh yeah nine 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 you know which one I I yeah, have yeah, it yeah. I haven't played it although I hear it's great and I want to play it um, I, I played a game called Time Hollow on the DS which was a quirky little adventure game. I heard that's game. really strange. It yeah. was strange. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, DS is full of games like that. Just like it's a bastion of RPGs, it's really a bastion of adventure games. 3DS is also doing that as well. And then yep. you said the magic word, which people have been yelling at us in the chat all this time. Nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, and that's Telltale. Telltale. Telltale, which has done uh, the Jurassic Park game. The Back to the Future Back games. Back to the Future game. Uh, uh I hope they're making another one. I think they are, and uh, and the um, Lin Walk- Sanity Lin- is Lin Sanity. Yes, uh, actually, you know what is Lin Sane is the uh, Walking Dead adventure game. Which yes. have, have yes. you played that yet? I haven't played it. it. That's not that's my list of must-have games that I that I don't own yet. I got it. I've started. I've I've played through the first ep- episode or so. I, I believe that's how, how it's gone. Yes. Yes. Uh, and. Um, yeah, it's really good. I just haven't had the time to really put more time into it. But I mean, this this is a game that has gotten, uh, you know, for real props. I put that really stupidly, but you know what I mean. You know, <laughs> yes. like like it got Game of the Year awards, right? Uh, it, Deservedly so, from what a, I understand. An adventure yeah. game, yep. <laughs> you know, a point and click adventure. And and obviously, we were talking about point and click adventures this whole time. In case you were just wondering, the, and, well, then yeah, absolutely, yeah. right. I mean, we 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 could talk about freaking the the way the series was there, the way the games were named by those text adventure games back in the seventies. But I don't think people really wanted to talk about that today, right? But I don't I, see a real future for text adventure games, if that's the question. Well, that's a whole you know cottage industry of it in of itself. But anyway, yeah. I mean, we both saw Get Lamp, yeah. but uh, which is a great mostly in Japan. Japan is actually huge into adventure games that are much more simplistic. It's one of the reasons why the sequel to Chrono Trigger never came to the United States because oh, it was really just adventure. kind of a text adventure game. Yeah, uh, uh, Radical Dreamers. Radical Dreamers. Uh, which basically 
it confirms in my mind that Japanese love David Hasselhoff. I absolutely couldn't agree more. But um, Telltale is getting better. I would say that the like for example their their production, I think the polish they put on their games is excellent. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the they're even. Yes, and uh, sometimes they're uh, uh, what do you call them? Like the actual uh, puzzles you need to solve aren't real cat faces. Aren't the best. There are some real cat faces. Yes. Uh, like back to the future, the polish was immaculate, uh, but the, the some of the puzzles weren't that great. Uh, Walking Dead did better, and then there's a real cat face. See, there you go. There you go. Whoa. Word from the cat face, but um, weak. <laughs> and and uh, and then of course uh, something else is that we haven't even mentioned is uh, indie development. Uh, and development on not just PC, but like you said, phones, tablets, because and I, I think indie development could be another savior for the genre. But it, you know, in any case, I think it is a it's still kind of a niche, and that's okay. You know, those of us that love adventure games, I think, still kind of might live on the fringes a little bit. But yes, you know, but we still get what we like. You know, I mean, there's these games are fun, they're engaging, and I think. I think the capability of doing a good adventure game on the Wii U is staggering. I mean, I think you could do an awesome adventure game on the Wii U, point-click adventure game. I am I am going to be shocked if one doesn't come out in the next year or so. Yeah, and I hope they do. I really, really do. That that would that might just get me to the point where I'd say I need, I need to have one of those suckers. Ooh, now we know. So that's now we know. So and and I'll also uh, I I think I feel obligated to mention this. Uh, you'd think that they were paying me or something, but. You also have near uh, adventure games like To the Moon, which are an indie development game. With Heavy of, Rain is a near adventure game, that, not an indie developed game, but yes, there's that. That is a huge, a huge game for PS3. I got tons of of hype, and and a lot of people were like, "Oh, there's not enough action." Well, it's because it's an adventure game, you know, right? Like, almost right. an interactive story again, like To the Moon. Yep. Uh, so, what is the new one uh, beyond Two Souls? I think the, I the Ellen so. Page game. The, yeah, the Ellen Page game. That's what I know it as. That game looks phenomenal. Um, that's pretty much an adventure game from what I understand as well. So <laughs> I think the future is looks pretty good for adventure games in general. The issue yes. is, you know, is it going... I don't think... I think it's safe to say that adventure games will never be as mainstream as they were in the 90s when they were the dominant force in video gaming. You could accurately say, I think, that the first-person shooter... I'd say in PC gaming. Because yeah. not, not so much in console gaming, really. No. I think, I think adventure games, point-and-click adventures point in, the, in the late 80s, early 90s were really big. Totally. My, but my point <clears throat> remains valid that the first-person shooter destroyed the adventure game. When the first, the rise of the FP, you could probably yes. draw a graph that yeah, looked like so. this. Yeah, probably. Is the rise of the first-person shooter was the death of the adventure game. Why? Because. <laughs> Thanks, Doom. You no. Know, exactly. Because all of a sudden, if you can run around in 3D space and blow stuff up, why in the hell do I have to play this basically hyper card game called Mist, where I just? Well, why would I want to play Mist anyway? But you know. I mean, I never really liked Mist. To we be didn't honest. even though talk about. Like Seventh Guest, which is, I mean, it's kind of which is probably my favorite adventure game of all time. Oh, and by the way, is being developed actively for iPhone by Rob Landeros. True, 
one of the original creators of the game. So, yeah. I mean, so it's maybe that's a point right there. Maybe that's a point to make. I mean, I think <clears throat> adventure gaming has its place, and I think it's probably only going to get bigger, but it will never be as big as it was. Never, probably, because it's it's really hard for one genre to get that dominant again in, in any space like PC gaming. But I will say, I think the death of adventure gaming has been greatly exaggerated. Yes, I mean just in in the in the what people have been talking about in the uh, in the chat, all sorts of games spanning decades, you know, all kinds of stuff. Even yep. uh, even in the you know kind of death period of like early two thousands before uh, the DS started coming up with a bunch of adventure games and really bringing yep. it back into the front uh, the, the spotlight again, the 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 searchlight, if you will. Uh, that was only a, a period of a few years. Yep. Uh, and they're back on the uptick. And I think things like, uh, I mean, point and click adventures, things like touch screens are made for. So I think you're going to see a lot more like that. And of course, the D 3DS, the Wii U have touch screens as well. Everything's got a freaking touch screen nowadays. Uh, What's crazy is they're so not made for the for the ways that we used to play games. I mean, yeah. you know, it, play an adventure game with a mouse and then tell me it wouldn't be better with a touch screen. Yeah. It's just better. It's like it's made for the touchscreen. So it's almost like, why was this so popular 20 years ago? You know, for God's sakes, we were playing, you know, during the CDI marathon. We, how many freaking point-and-click adventure games we play? And it was just painful there were a lot. to sit there and move a cursor across the screen, click a button. Oh, it's terrible. Then click another button. It was just awful. Uh, uh, you know? A, a D-pad. It's terrible. Yeah, it But that's what we had, terrible. you know, on the right. console, which is why – that's why they never got big on the console. You had to have a mouse. Exactly. Um, and but also add in the the uh, indie indie developers and you have a lot of uh, I think a lot of promise for adventure games coming in the future. I think we agree on that point. So yes. that's good. I think I think there's a bright future for adventure gaming. I'm excited to see what's, what's going to come out of it. And you know I think we can agree as long as there is an audience for it, there will be people trying to make games. And I think that's you know that's what Kickstarter's proved to us. And some of the people that have made the best adventure games in history are currently making adventure games that's probably a pretty good sign yes i agree all right so the end yep good night night folks no okay i guess we'll come back all right, all right so we'll do um we'll do a question and answer portion of the show right now folks that is the part of the show where we answer questions from you about the topics that we talked about today any of them, or you can even ask us questions about things that don't have anything to do. Those are the most fun. With send your Doctor Who related questions now. No, don't send any Doctor Who related questions. Send all of your Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones related questions here. You can see that that is my name, Commodore One Twenty Eight. All you have to do is go click on my name in the upper right hand corner, click PM, and send me your questions now. The questions have been flowing in here, Mister Ruski. Flowing. It is unbelievable. The, the constant barrage of questions that people have been throwing my way. I'm going to do this one first because... It's Linsane. It's, it is Linsane. Man with a harmonica, who has been a, a loyal follower of ours for a long, long time, asked this. I'm going, uh, I'm going to ask my question now because I'm too tired to continue watching because he is indeed European. Oh, I'm and sorry. And it is very, very late over there. Yes. Actually, very, very early over there. Yes, that um, too. Man with a harmonica asks, have either of you ever been to Europe? Yes. Next question. Yes, I have as well. well. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, no. Uh, where did you go, Mr. Commodore? I've been to Italy. I've been to Britain. And uh, that is it. 
Uh, where in Britain? Uh, London. That's it. That is it. Were you at the airport? And that's about it. Um, the I actually went to Buckingham Palace. Oh, governor, have a little spot of tea with the queen. Parliament. Chip chap. Yep. Uh, I, I went to I, I went nine. to a lot of places around London. It was pretty nice. Sweet. Uh, I have been uh, <clears throat> to the UK. Um, geez, where did I go? I've been to London. Didn't see much there. Uh, I've been to Bath, uh, Bristol, uh, uh, Stonehenge. That was fun. Got to touch the stones. Uh, Wales, Chepstow Castle, which is where they're filming part of the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special. Anyway. What? I know, right? Anyway. Uh, so yes, that's mostly where I've been. But I would like to go back. I'd like to go visit Ireland and Italy uh, in particular because I hear really great things about them. I want to go to Germany or really any country that speaks German just because I be miss fun. it. Germany would be fun. Anyway, um, let's see. Jay Squiggles says, first time watching live. You guys are awesome. Oh, thanks, Jay Squiggles. Aww, that warms my heart. It warms my heart. It warms the cockles of my heart, really. Sub cockles. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of sub cockle region we may never know. Um, little Dennis Leary joke. Anyway, he asks, Ooh, he, she, one. it asks, can you tell us what makes you guys better than everyone else on the internet? It's the real cat face. I was going to say the real cat face too. Mm. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a wrench into this one. I don't think we're necessarily better than everybody else on the internet. What? No, you can't exist on the internet and I'm not and not believe it out you're there. the best. I just uh, well, okay. What what what's some of your favorite things to watch on the internet, on the um, YouTube's? Or, you know, this is funny. Like Here, let, let, this let, is let's you're turn this think, around. I actually thought this was going to be really. This was I was going to bring this up during the adventure game conversation. You know what's what's great about enjoying old adventure games? You don't even have to go emulate them. You can just go watch them on YouTube. True. I actually read the the games that I actually like the Let's Plays <clears> for, and this was part of the Weekly Ringer a couple weeks ago. The only Let's Plays I really, really, really enjoy mostly are adventure games because they're just fun i don't have time to sit there and click a thousand buttons and try to figure out that you got to use the donut with the parachute from the tank and that's the way you solve the puzzle well, obviously that's what that. you do exactly i couldn't figure that out so i just go watch somebody else do it and that is so much more fun that's how i experienced the dig it was you know there's a really great let's play out there um that someone put together i don't remember their name um young lady awesome 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 let's play for the dig those things are really fun i like doing that kind of stuff it's cool also, i like that people do that also the real cat face and the real cat face but the, the real cat face is really the yes. differentiator i mean let's uh, uh let's just be honest here you know something i well okay two things i really enjoy watching on the internet that i think are way better than us are uh funnily enough movie related uh shows mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. half in the bag by red yep. letter media yep. and uh, i think i know oh, red letter guys are awesome and i know we both enjoy the hell out of welcome to the basement from uh blame society films. i like welcome to the basement i don't enjoy the hell out of it i enjoy the hell out of what beer and board games okay yes that is also true beer and board games blame in either case blame society films awesome guys yes. i'd love to meet those cats we should we should totally connect with those guys apparently we need to go to wisconsin to do that you know what funnily enough funnily yeah. enough i like all their stuff except for the chad vader stuff I don't like Chad Vader. I'm not a Chad like Vader that. fan. Everything else is great. Anyway. It is. It really is. And, and by the way, you know, you know the thing that I'm, I, I really love and one of the reasons that we are actually here right now is Vsauce. Vsauce oh, is true. phenomenal. And just blowing up huge. 
Yes. All the Vsauce is, is awesome. You should check those guys. If you don't know Vsauce, go check it out. Awesome stuff. Yes. Blow your mind every single day. It's, it's phenomenal. We totally right. turned that compliment into a watch these sh other shows kind of thing. Right. But, that, but that's, that's, that's why humble. we're awesome. That's, that's, that's why we're best. We're best because we're humble. All right. Um, <laughs> that's a quote. <laughs> we're, we're the best because we're humble. All right. Megan E67. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Megan E. Megan E67. I'm going to go with that. Thank you, Wolfman. Me Megani. Megani, I don't know. Megany sixty-seven. Sure. Last year, end of end of late, we've had a lot of successful Kickstarter projects for adventure games. Mm -hmm. Will Kickstarter help usher in a new golden age of adventure gaming, or just prolong its demise? Uh well, I don't think it's demising. First off, yep. as we Agreed. as we went. Yep. Uh, I can't think it hurts. Uh, you have uh, Kickstarter for all the uh, crap people give it is still helping to fund a lot of worthy and unworthy projects out there. But um, yeah, I mean, if, if someone has the idea for a great adventure game and they have the time they want to put into it, but not the funds, you know, Kickstarter is a great way to go. Uh, hell, Tim Schafer. That's what started the whole Kickstarter blow up in, in video games, at least, was Tim Schafer for, yep. for the Double Fine Adventure Double game. Double Fine Adventure, yeah. So... I, I can't really think it can do anything but help. And yes, I love SF Debris. It's, it's a great answer. I'm, I'm just going to go with that. Thank you. Yo, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> wait, wait. Yo, blah, blah. Sorry, there's no triple blah. He, Yo, she, blah, it blah. is new. He, she, it is new and is telling me to go watch Doctor Who, by the way. You can send, <laughs> you can send the Commodore uh, personal messages as well. That just, you know, hey, go watch something. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, but they also ask a question, which is... Well, there's actually two questions here, but but the one I'm going to ask is is the, is I think better. What is your favorite adventure game? Ah, you go first. I've already said it. I, I, for my money, pound for pound, the best adventure game of all time. Well, I can't say that. The best adventure game before the new iteration of adventure games is the Seventh Guest. That's my favorite adventure game of yeah, all time. I can't say that. <clears throat> Oh, man. There might or might not be some nostalgia baked into that. There's a lot of great ones that I that I know are great, or at least I've heard from a lot of people that are great that I have not played, like Grim Fandango, like a lot of the Monkey Island games. Um, so the ones I've played, I'll go with... I'll give you a three. I'll give you a three. How about Maniac Mansion? Maniac Mansion is a solid classic. It is still very solid. Um, Back to the Future... Uh, just because of the polish, it was it was as a huge Back to the Future fan. As a huge Back to the Future fan, I'm gonna smack my microphone. <laughs> that's okay. That's just the microphone you hear me off of. That's not what the people heard. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, 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 if you can count it to the moon, which is just a an amazing story. I mean, like I said before, that's more of an interactive story. But it's uh, uh what what's the word that um. Mark of Indie Game Searchlight, he was in here earlier. He used it as, he said it was like transformative or something like that. I'll go with that. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, very cool. Okay, here we go. Let's see. So, uh, here's a good one. Chris, oh, Christoph the Spy. Ah, he's also new. Says, Christoph the Spy, who is also new, says, Do you play Minecraft? And you know what's funny, Christoph the Spy? <laughs> we both do play Minecraft. And, I just want you to take my word for this and everybody else in the channel to, to say you need to stay tuned to the Clan of the Grey Wolf over the next coming weeks because there might just be a very interesting announcement in regard to the Clan of the Grey Wolf and Minecraft. Just 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 tuck that one under your pillow tonight before you go to bed. Oh, maybe it'll become a shiny new quarter. It might. 
It probably won't, but it might. Uh, in any case, here we go. Mr. Andy Creedon, who finally is able to join us for a show. Mr. Andy Creedon's been a follower of ours for a long, long time, but finally gets to see an Echo Screen Live actually live, which is a novel, Sweet. A novel thing. So in a way, he's new as well. Which is better, Wario Land games or Kirby games, and why? Ooh. I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of either. Um, yeah, I'm not, a huge, I'm not a huge fan of either of those either. I did just pick up Kirby's Adventure uh, for the uh, on the Wii U um, virtual console for 30 cents for the What's NES. the new Wario game that they just announced? Uh, it looks pretty good. Um, isn't there a new Wario? Probably. Wasn't part of the Nintendo direct announcement into a wario game maybe am i making this up you probably are sorry um but i I was probably dreaming of it i was just like dreaming of a brand new wario game that would be a lot of fun to play and i really enjoyed uh wario land or super mario land 3 on the game boy that was a lot of fun yeah you know what though (sighs) i haven't played a lot of them but i think probably the kirby games are a little bit more uh i agree a, a little more in depth I, I love Kirby. I, I the Kirby games are a lot of fun. I, I don't love them. I shouldn't say that. I don't play them. I don't seek them out. But they're fun games. And that's, at the end of the day, what we're really trying to find, right? Uh, Gregory Peck. Okay. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, that was not supposed to be a Gregory Peck impression. <laughs> Omega RM asks... Since FPS seems to replace the adventure, what do you think? I guess I guess we kind of said that. What do you think might replace FPS in the future, or will it stay the king of gaming? I think the whole FPS train. Are people getting sick of it yet? I kind of no. get the feeling people might no. be. No, no, really, please, come on. No. The whole space. Go, go look at the top-selling games of the last five Damn years. It. Do I have to? I'm going to do that actually. Yeah. Vamp, you're gonna vamp, find vamp for me here. Modern Warfare. You're going to find Call of Duty. You're going to find Halo. You're going to find <laughs> Borderlands. You're going to find... Now, Borderlands is an interesting concept, though, because Borderlands happens to be an FPS that's also an RPG. So there right. are kind of hybrids out there. Here we right? go. Here we go. At least this is the U.S., which, yeah. come on, it's the only place that Yeah, matters. I mean, please. What, what, who cares about the Japanese video <laughs> game? show is so racist. Uh, top uh, 10 best-selling games. Yep. Uh, is this really U.S.? Seriously? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Hold on, I'm reading this. Okay. Uh, best-selling games in the U.S. Uh, top 10 for 2012. Um, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2. Madden NFL 13, Halo 4, Assassin's Creed 3, Just Dance 4, NBA 2K13, Borderlands 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, uh, Lego Batman 2, and FIFA 13. That's what gave me pause. Uh, That was really the 10th best-selling game in the U.S.? I believe that. I believe that. Really? Yeah. What? FIFA's very popular. What? People watch soccer? What's wrong with people? Well, people don't watch soccer. They go by video games that allow them to pretend like they're watching soccer. Three, four. Did you see? I see four shooters. I see one, two, three. Is it three? One, two, three sports games, I believe. Okay. And some miscellaneous. So, yeah, it's still sports and first-person shooters. I don't know what's going to knock it off its perch, honestly. Yes. That's what I'll go with. Eh, all right. I, I'll take that answer. I, yeah. 
I don't think I really have anything to add. Though. That's good. I'll, 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 we'll stay with that. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. I feel asleep. Love that name, Metal Gear Solid. That's or Metal Gear. Sorry. Hi guys, first time in chat, and I was wondering where you buy your retro games. eBay, Steam, thrift shops, GameStop. Where? Mm. Not GameStop. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Although I, I guys, I got, I have to admit something. I gotta get it off my chest. I bought a game at GameStop. What? I did it. I did it. I actually legitimately did it. You want to know what's worse? I bought a new game at GameStop. I feel so dirty. I feel dirty. What did you buy? I bought a new game at GameStop no, no. on the day it came out. You sickened me. You want to know why? Why? Because I am an Cause, idiot. Because you're a communist. More than that, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. I didn't pre-order it, but it was Bioshock Infinite. I uh, had to have it. I couldn't stand life without it, and I didn't want to. I didn't pre-order it. So How is that, by the way? It's awesome. Okay. Awesome. One of the best games I've ever played. I can say that, and I'm only, I'm probably still only about 10 hours into it, but was it is just. Was it worth your eternal soul? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, um, it, was worth every, it was worth every bit of that. There wasn't much of that left. If we're talking about retro games, there's not a lot in the yeah. way of um, uh, flea markets and stuff, at least where I, where I live, so I unfortunately have to go to eBay a lot. Unfortunately, there's a lot. I mostly go looking at uh, Super Nintendo games, as you might guess. Uh, and those are in a giant price spike right now because this, these things go in cycles. NES had that a few years ago. Now it's Super Nintendo. Hey, <laughs> if you want to be ahead of the curve, start getting start stockpiling PS1 and N64 games now because those things will yeah. probably be jumping in price in a few years. It's just what happens. Oh, absolutely. Because the people that remember these games when they were kids, they go out and they get real jobs, more or less, and they are able to you know get the big nostalgia wink and they want to get these games and then they're going to pay totally. whatever they can on eBay. So. Um, it's the way it works. Simple economics. The best place I've ever gone for classic gaming, though, uh, pickups is uh, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Um, right. Really, really retro gaming, really gaming expos in general. Because yes. when you get around people that enjoy such things, there are collections of such things. And right? people will help each other out. And you're not going to catch someone slipping, so to speak. Uh, you know, everyone knows what they have, but you're more will you're more able to get a good deal on it. You know, right. you're not going to get little Samson for, uh, you know, five bucks, but you might get it for merely a hundred, you know, and, and if it's, it's, that's a game that costs several hundred games, I, that's a, right. just, a, yeah, a, 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 whatever, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I actually like, I, I, I'll go further into the selling of the souls conversation. I like it when retro games are available to download on newer consoles or on the PC. I love good old games. Um, yeah. Good old games is awesome. And for me, that's kind of, I mean, even steam, you know, I mean, steam is, has been great to do this. Virtual so console. I, I like that. And, and that's kind of the, you know, maybe it, it isn't a, a, an actual disc in my hand. Um, but I still like that kind of a uh, of a relationship. I think that's cool. Can I also say how much I love how Nintendo's doing this uh, thing this year with it's like every month is a new game on the Virtual Console for thirty cents. I hope they keep that cool. up because yeah. I mean I don't, it might be a game I don't even care that much about. For yep. thirty cents, I'm going to pick it up. And they yeah, got some I mean, really it's... great ones like Super Metroid, uh, Mike Tyson's Punch. Well, not Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It's Punch Out featuring Mr. Dream, which I never actually had. I never had Punch Out as a kid. So oh I, God! I got to experience it more or less for the first time. Yeah. On my Such Wii U. an awesome game! It's a lot of fun. 
Um, cool. Guardian Legend asks, since you guys are talking about Star Trek, what are your favorite Star Trek movies? Uh, I have a funny feeling our our opinions will be the same on this one. Yeah, my, my, I, know. I know it's not the best, but my favorite's First Contact. You're, you're peeling it off of your wall, aren't you? No, I just moved um, aside. Okay. Um, but uh, probably the best is Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you know it's true. I recently rewatched Wrath of Khan. It's still good. Come, don't give me that crap. It's still I saw good. It recently. It's still good. Okay. It's still good. It's still good. First Contact is better. I would say the 2009 Star Trek is probably my second favorite. I really enjoyed it. When is, I'm sorry. When is this next one coming out? Is it like May 18th, something like that? It comes out uh, next week, the 15th, I think. Oh, no, that's two weeks from now. Yeah, you're right. Two weeks from now. Well, the 15th is a Wednesday. That doesn't sound yeah, right. I think it's the 18th. That's a 18th. Saturday, maybe. So it'll be 17th. People, when is the next Star Trek coming out? I feel I should know it's this. Gonna be, it's going to be 17th. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. You, did you just say you're gonna be here next weekend? You said yes, uh, that's gonna be right before then. Never mind, yep. damn it. Oh, well, um, oh, this is interesting. I think this is okay. Cowabunga 23 Turtle, interesting. <laughs> asks, um, do you think the Zelda series is the best adventure series in existence? If not, which one is? So let's move toward action adventure because I think that's what's being asked. Uh, yes, because technically it's not an adventure game, but okay. Whatever. Well, it is an adventure game. It's an action adventure game. No, it's game. not. It's an adventure game in the way a a choose-your-own-adventure book is an adventure book. It is an adventure it, book. It is about the subject matter and not the game type. The game type uh, is not adventure. I disagree. No, I, it's a fact. Uh, Go look it up. It's called a fact. Uh, Go look it up. I think I think I think you need to go look it up. Uh, is right. so of the of the action adventure games of the action Zelda Zelda's pretty damn good. It's definitely the granddaddy of them. Is it the best? It's it's it, yeah. What, what what do we really even need to say past that? It is the granddaddy. And you know what? I'm really excited about having a successor to Link to the Past. I am actually very excited for that too. Despite all of the Earthbound hubbub taking up the oxygen in the room. I love Link to the Past so much. It's definitely my favorite. So having a sequel, awesome. All right, Metroid. Metroid's oh. a, 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 I call that an adventure game. Yeah. Of sorts. Uh, I still like Zelda better. Yeah, I'll go with Zelda. Zelda is pretty tough to beat in that yeah. regard. It really, I mean, there's a reason it's so well known. Yep. Um, let's see. Next question. <clears throat> See, here's the the problem, folks. A lot of these questions we answered during the the whole podcast here, so it's kind of it's tough. Um, <laughs> well, here we go. Send your Doctor Wolf- Who questions. Wolf, no, Wolfman asks. No one's asking Doctor Who questions. They're only they're just telling me to watch it, and I just click delete, delete. Wolfman asks, "What do you think of the Oculus Rift, and how do you think it will impact video gaming?" I don't see it having a huge impact on video gaming, at least anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting idea. It's like Google Glass. It's an interesting idea. Is anything going to come of it? Eh, I don't know. Yep. That's all, that's basically all I got to say about it right now. You know, I um, <laughs> busy mugging the doctor. I have to. Wow, somebody's <laughs> reached for that one. Um, <laughs> that's somebody that's been around for a while. So I, you know, so here's the thing. I, so 
Let, let me ask you this question. Okay. If you, if if I had to ask you, what is the end game? What is what is the what is the what is the perfect video game experience par excellence? What would you say? That's a very open-ended question. Do you mean like a video game? What's the best? No, 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 no. I mean apparatus-wise. I mean, mm. what would be the way that you would like to be able to play video games in its perfect state? How? What does that look like for you? I'll tell you what it looks like for me. Okay, you answer that. It's the holodeck from Star Trek. Oh, oh, you mean like not that has already existed, but like no, in- no, 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 no. I mean perfect. The, the end game, where it's going, right? So for me, it's the it's the holodeck from Star Trek. Now that being mm-hmm. said, I think the holodeck from Star Trek is the scariest thing I could possibly think of, and we talked about this before. I think it would be absolutely a horrible way to play games, because you'd walk in and be like, "Hey, I want to play." Dino Crisis. Yeah, if you can't outrun the dinosaurs, then you lose. You know, there's no, something it's be- not that it's that you walk around a corner, and I don't care what kind of a gun you have on you. If you see a giant freaking, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex staring you down, and it's real, and it's standing there, and you see it, and you feel it, you die. You just probably have a heart attack and crap your pants and die. That's not fun. <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah, right? You don't play those Part games. Of the video game apparatus is having that separation. I don't care what people say about immersion. It's having separation. It's the same thing with movies. It's the reason why we don't get into films and just kind of like, oh, look, I can look around. No. You are sitting in a theater and you watch it. That's the whole point. Video games are the same way. But what I think is happening with the, the reason I asked that is because the Oculus Rift, in my mind, is the kind of next step. It might not be the next step, but it represents the next step of being able to be fully immersed in video games. And I think that's great. The day that I can actually move my head and move my gun and be able to shoot or be able to move my head and look at the different options around a game rather than having to go click, 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 that's going to be an awesome day. Is the Oculus Rift the answer to that? I don't think so, but it's a great step and I think it needs to be done. You think video games are expensive now? Wait till that comes out. You know, I don't know why. I mean, why is that necessarily true? If think about to what development. I mean, why? What's different about it? Your face. How about that? Nothing, nothing at all is different about video game development. The only thing that's different in that regard is that because you see, just go onto the internet right now and search search for Oculus Rift. What you're going to find are ports of the old old games that have been ported to Planet. You're going to find Half Life. You're going to find all kinds of old games even Tomb Raider, things like that, that have been ported to play with Oculus Rift. Nothing's different. It's just the control and the way that you look to move. That's it, right? I think that's awesome. And I think it's the beginning of a new era in video gaming. Combine that with a Kinect. (laughs) Oh, good old Kinect. We love it. I think Kinect, hey, Kinect 2 is, is the reason why I'm actually thinking I might regret the purchase of an Xbox 360 even only a year ago, just because it's like, man... I was playing. I was playing with your Connect last time I was up there, uh, trying to get movies to do things. It was not working that great. Well, you were also waving at it. I'm not talking about the the movement. Is not what I like about Connect. I like voice commands about Connect. That's my favorite part. And I think it's actually much more useful. If I'm going to be honest. All right, let's see here. Indie game searchlight. Um, do you see a future? Nope. With the text adventure games hey, we were talking about that and the context is you know text adventure games on twine 
do you see them being, uh, do you see a future with these kinds of games in the future? Maybe not necessarily financial, but a future for the niche, I should say. So we, I mentioned before, I, I kind of alluded to Get Lamp, which is a, uh, very thorough doctor documentary by Jason. What's his face? Um, sorry. Guy from New Hampshire. Is he from New Hampshire? Quite possibly. Um, from New Hampshire or Vermont. One of those two. Oh, crazy states. Uh, but regardless, he did a very extensive, it was like a six-hour-long documentary. We saw a part of it, PAX East, like the first PAX East. So that tells you how long ago it was. But it was basically just a, 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 a documentary on text adventure games when they were huge in the 80s. They basically rose and, and fell all in the 80s, right? Yep. And uh, how people today are still writing for them, you know, and, and making them and not really selling them just kind of sharing them around and like i said i think that's gonna be a hobby that's gonna be a cottage industry they'll probably never die um fully because it's really easy to just write your own text adventure and throw it out there and people will enjoy it i don't think you're really gonna ever see it as a successful business model ever mirrors my opinion completely so moving on violent <laughs> x toaster are you guys planning on going to any gaming conventions this year are we we are. Are we? Um, so, is Con Bravo a gaming convention? It's not really a gaming it's convention. A, it's an internet uh, uh, culture oh, convention. Things. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to that. Are you actually going to That's, that? Yeah, we're going to that. I know, but you said you, you don't know if you are or not. Hey, I said I was committing until otherwise. Okie dokie then. Con so Bravo. We're going, we're going to Con Bravo. That's, it's in the Great White North. Of uh, uh, the Canadian wilderness, a? known as Toronto. Well, Burlington. Well, okay, fine. But you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, yep, so we'll both be there. That is the near. The, that is at the end of July. Go to conbravo.com. Uh, check out more information there. Um, past that, uh, I believe I'm going to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo again this year just because it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's all we got. Yeah, I don't really, you know, I, PAX East is like what we do. Yeah, you know? that's, that's and, the main and thing. And by the way, hi to all the people out there that we saw at PAX East. We saw many of you at yeah, PAX East. Yeah, a lot of great people. It was meet. awesome. This was, this was a year where I don't think we went for very, you know, very far to people actually going, oh, hi. It's like, hi. <laughs> so for, for once, we're actually recognizable. You should see this at the first PAX. We were like, oh, I wonder if people are going to recognize us. And no one did. One person very sad. did. That was, well, one person did. We one were person doing stuff for like a few months. Yeah. yeah. We didn't really have a site at that point. It was really more of a hodgepodge. It really was. Um, ba, 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 ba. Here we go. Um, Mike KE352, another loyal uh, follower of ours. Turbo Graphics 16 2 or Dreamcast 2? Go. I'm not terribly familiar with either one. Well, Turbo Graphics 16, I think it represents an interesting. <sighs> I think TurboGrafx-16 2 would be kind of would mirror some of the development that's going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. You know, with with a kind of renaissance of all of the you know, older games coming back to the fore. When you look at Dreamcast, the Dreamcast never really died. Number 1, number 2 is the Dreamcast is really the 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 harbinger of the of what we now really know as the new as the new generation of consoles. Um the Dreamcast was way ahead of its time. 
it was wonderfully implemented and horribly timed. Um, so I don't, you know, I'd love to see a Dreamcast 2 for future considerations. I'd love to see a TurboGrafx-16 2 for past considerations, if that makes sense. I would agree with that. The, the, the sad thing about the TurboGrafx-16 is that um, the American... Well, the PC Engine, which is what it was in Japan, had much better games that never made it over to the U.S. for who knows what reason. Yeah. Um, so, I think yeah, there's a lot of lost opportunity with the Turbo Graphics, and really everything that came out for the for the for the Dreamcast, it kind of shot its wad worldwide. So, eh, true. I'll, I'll go with Dream uh, Turbo Graphics 16 too. It'll be more interesting. Although I'm going to say this, guess what I picked up not too long ago, officially. Um. A pizza? Yes. No. A Dreamcast. Woo! A Dreamcast. I actually got now one. Now you can join the, the DC club. Got it for 25 bucks at uh, Goodwill. Can't Darn beat it. that with a stick. Yep. So I can play Shen, Shenmue. I still know how Shenmue. to pronounce that. Shen, Shenmue? Shenmue. Shen, yep, Shenmue. You're good. You got it. Anyway, I'm excited. Shenmue. All right, so Vulcan Assassin... I think actually Vulcan Assassin's favorite game is Shenmue, but that's a different story. Vulcan Assassin asks, if you had a holodeck for one day, clearly hearing our holodeck conversation, if you had a holodeck for one day, what game would you play in it? And I, I'm assuming he means already existent game would you go and play in a holodeck. Think of how terrifying Super Mario Brothers would be in a holodeck. Yes. That would be terrifying. And I'm not talking about the life-size Goombas. I'm talking about like running and jumping and scaling giant crazy things. Anyway, go ahead. What would you play in a holiday? I don't know. I'd have to see if Reg Barkley had any interesting programs up his sleeve. I'm guessing he would. Terrible. I am the goddess um, of empathy. No, he's not. So <laughs> I would probably play... Damn, that's a good question. Uh, Smash Brothers. I don't think Smash Brothers would be that would be that fun. I would probably I would think a stealth play. game would be interesting. Stealth game would be really fun, and very very frightening. You know, a Metal Gear game would be awesome. In in a holodeck, um, fighting games would be terrible. Mm -hmm. um, you know what would be cool in a holodeck would be like a real time strategy game. I could see wins. that taking flight. I mean, I think RTS is, is in the same boat here, folks. I think a lot of the new systems coming out really better accommodate <laughs> R RTS in ways that we haven't seen in a long time. And I could see a renaissance of those games coming out as well. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Ba -ba 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 -ba. <laughs> you know what would be really cool to, to play in a holodeck would be sports games. I'd love to play like Madden in a in a holodeck. That'd be awesome. It's back there and I gotta disagree with that, but all right. You Peyton Manning. Um Peyton Manning. Peyton. Let's see. How about Holy Ajora? This is a long one. It's got some words here, but it's it's good. <sighs> words. Given that fandom has a hatred for more of the same and has a hatred for change. What do you think companies have to do to deal with this rock in a hard place scenario? I'm guessing what he's, what they are, shouldn't be sexist. What they are asking is really more about, you know, stagnation versus innovation for 
you know, a, a, a game savvy audience. Thoughts? I'm sorry, can you reword that? So we see this all the time, right? We see people, t people, we've had this on this podcast before. People say, oh, all games are now are just sequels and yeah. bullshit <laughs> and more of the same. And nobody's innovating. That's exactly what they're saying. And yet, when people innovate all the time, nobody buys the game. So what, how do we, how do game companies deal with a rock and a hard place like that? They ignore what people say. Yeah, I, I think right, that's the well, most realistic answer. You, you mean the, the EA tactic? Basically. Well, the EA is not care what people say and then troll them and, and laugh. Yeah. Throw it anyway. And say, yep. ha we got your money regardless. Cool. Um, Witch Knight. So glad you guys are back. Oh, thanks, Aww. Witch Knight. Having no echo screen is to sads. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. <laughs> um, was wondering if you guys would please share a story about you and Rue's time at PAX East. Oh, sure we will. We got some times, some stories. It's good times at PAX East. It was a good. It was a good PAX East this year. You know, the um, first one that comes to mind for me. I don't know no. why. Uh, remember that really crazy card game we played? The yes, the violent... uh, we didn't play test this at all. No, 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 well, no, that. Well, that was fun actually. But uh, no, the one. Oh. That... Lunch money, yeah. Lunch money. That was a weird the game. Sequel was beer money. Yeah, that game was crazy. Not even all that fun. I have to say, it wasn't even that great. No, it was just a little disturbing, actually. I think uh, it's better with more people, probably. And also, I think if they had the actions on the cards, it was like it's like your your kids in a schoolyard beating each other up, and you play game, you play these cards, like drop it's a game kick. about bullying yeah and stuff like that and and it's like really disturbing kind of images and and little phrases on them like sticks and stones dot 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 or whatever it, it's just disturbing that's all i gotta say about that we picked it up like what the hell is this game but um we didn't play we did a lot of board gaming too we did. we did a lot of board gaming this year which is good um that was the, i think something they did uniquely well um you know what? What one of, one of my favorite <laughs> memories from this PAX East was? Well, I actually got to sit in front of a legit Commodore sixty four. Oh yeah. Pick up a disc, put it in the drive, and load it myself, without ever having to look up how to load in terms of syntax and Commodore Basic. That just that just that Dork. was just that a warm place in my heart for that. And uh, I actually went back later on. There was a a picture that I believe you posted on Twitter. I went back after that just to play again. And uh, just blasted through some games I haven't played in a really, really long time. Had a lot of fun. Um, that, um, insert clever name. On the site, it's insert clever username, just for the record. What adventure game would you recommend to someone who's new to the genre? Mm. New to the genre. That's a great I love that question. Mm. So not something that's too obtuse. And there can be some really obtuse games out there. They really are. Uh, in fact, you get in Phantasmagoria or King's Quest or something like that that's just crazy out there. I, I would say point-and-click adventure games are, are, are infamous for being obtuse. Um, yes. <clears throat> I would try to find out. As a matter out, of fact, I'll say this too. Yeah. Real, real quick. There is, a, there is a series on um, Polygon of every once in a while they do these letters between video game journalists that argue about a topic. One, within the last... Mm -hmm two months I want to say was about specifically point and click adventure games my advice is go read that and if you're still excited and interested in playing an adventure game then take our advice to play it 
Yes. It's, it's a great point counterpoint on what is good and bad about adventure games, and I completely agree with it. Uh, I'm going to go with what Mark from Indie Game Searchlight was saying, and a Telltale game of a particular sort would be great. Uh, I would ask first if they were interested in Back to the Future or uh, um, uh, Walking Dead or maybe even Jurassic Park, even though that's not as good a game, so I hear. Uh, but if they, that's a great, in, that's a great um, gateway drug, so to speak, especially if it's something like Walking Dead, which is a legitimately great game uh, wrapped in something that people might like, either the movie or, uh, sorry, uh, the TV show or the graphic novel. So, yeah. But Telltale is good at not being terribly obtuse, uh, not terribly difficult at times, but it, it, I'd say that's a good intro to especially modern uh point and click adventures i i agree with that i think um i think full throttle You're is full throttle full throttle while obtuse is fun for anybody that's never even played a game an adventure game um it's <clears throat> tough to define right i mean it was a very distinct moment in gaming that is kind of gone so it's tough to uh, it's tough to find. Anyway, I, I, I want to say this before we move on. Uh, Chrysalis Amnesiac. I'm reading all these comments as they go by, and says uh, Jurassic Park was essentially heavy rain with dinosaurs and without the pretentiousness. I read that as without the pretentiousaurus. So, That's hilarious. I'm terrible. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Drail asks, among other things, uh, a Game of Thrones question, which I'm not going to ask you, but in the spirit of Game of Thrones. Have you ever gotten to like a character just to have them disappear shortly after? Yeah. For those of you that don't know anything about Game of Thrones, I won't say why that relates, but in any case. Spoilers. No, no spoilers here. Shoot. Yeah. Especially in RPGs. They can come yeah, and go. I, well, you know the first thing that came to my mind is... Eris. Eris. Yeah, but I like Tifa better. I'm just saying Eris died, and I, I, I kind of liked her. I was like, hey, this is cool. Eh. And actually disappear from the game, like not like, not like they go away for a little while and you get to play with them later. Like they're gone. Eris, that Tifa, was a tough one. Tifa was better. Um, Tifa was better, of course. If you know what I mean. Um, oh, I know what you mean. Yes. Yeah, like in, in Final Fantasy um, <clears throat> three or six. Well, two is really famous for all your characters coming and going just as you're getting attached to them, right? But uh, three, I mean, you could lose Shadow. You, in fact, in the world of Ruin, uh, you could not pick up any number of characters except for Celis. And, yep. uh, you know, if you, if you weren't careful, if you didn't know what to do. So that definitely had a lot of uh, potential. Oh, pff, of course, General Leo is the uh, great... <coughs> example from that game of a really badass character that you really get to love or or at least grow attached to and then bloop, gone sorry yep no I, I, absolutely um let's see boop a doop a doop nope not asking that one uh let's see someone likes painful <laughs> memories in gaming just saying that's it you know, that's another funny thing. There's another funny story about PAX East. So many people came up to, to me and were like, when are you going to make another Painful Memories video? And I'm like, I didn't even know those still existed. In fact, I thought we deleted them from the internet. I thought I thought Google banned them because they were so bad. Probably should have. But uh, <clears throat> but apparently people like the series and they want to see more of it. It's just like, wow, that's crazy. 
I should just write one and shoot it myself. It'll be like a, a one man show. It'll be very contemplative about something terrible. The holodeck can the holodeck safety fails and the Commodore is eaten by a pretentiousaurus. That's that, see that's now we're painful, talking. That's a painful see, memory in gaming. Thanks. No, for that's actually assassin. TNG season season eight. That's, that's <laughs> TNG season eight episode. Um, bop, 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 bop. Okay, um, we got to do some rapid fire here. So let's let's. Oh run. yeah, it's like ten thirty. Let's go. Out here. So um, three minutes. Go. Okay, here we go. Um, how about what are what are your favorite guilty pleasure games? Oh, Jake Jack's Mandrake asked this question. This isn't very rapid fire. Uh, that's a pretty rapid fire question. Hey, what's what's your favorite guilty pleasure game? Um, L. What? You know what one of mine is? I, I love like this new game. I just started playing for Android. It's called. Hill Climb Racing. Let me tell you something, folks. You pick up this game, your life goes away. It's just that simple. I'm going to say Bubsy. Bubsy? That yeah. game blows. You blow. Next. Next. Omega RM. <laughs> rapid Fire Questions. Didn't say anything about Rapid Fire Answers. No. Which do you think is better, retro games or games that are made to be similar than their retro to their retro counterparts? Ooh. That's a really broad question. I, what? No, it's I, not. It is broad. It Answer is. Answer the question. Uh, uh, I definitely appreciate games that are looking to be retro. Um, and actually, generally, they are... <clears throat> if you want to be really, really honest about it, the modern tweaks in... The, the modern tweaks that are available in modern games that are retro uh, probably make them better. Uh, yeah, I agree. Things it's like the save states as opposed not the old to passwords and things like that. Matches 383 asked me, how many PMs do you normally get during a show? A lot. <laughs> a lot. I wish you could hear the thing beeping in my ears because it just goes, it's like a constant. I sometimes have a hard time hearing because it's just like beep, 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 beep. I get it. just the tinnitus. It's okay. Anyway, here's a good one. Matches 383 also asked, what are you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on the new Ubuntu phones that are supposed to come out? Um, and you know, you want to make a comment about that? That's what I think of that. Okay, you know what I I, I think I think it's awesome that spit on my liner. I think it's awesome that phones are going to be open enough to where you can use a Linux distro like Ubuntu on them. I think that's great. I think it's going to make phones better because it's going to drive innovation, right. and that's a great thing. I per I personally will probably never do it. My goal, although I've rooted every single Android phone I've ever had. My goal in life is to buy an Android phone that I don't have to root because it's that good. You should buy Period. a Galaxy S2. The end. I will not be buying a Galaxy X2. Why would I do that? Because you. I might. I might up. buy an S4. I might buy a Note. I I'm might sorry. Buy I'm sorry. I meant a Note too. Not too. Yeah, that's possible, but not probable, especially because of the problems they've had with it recently. Right, Yo, blah blah. Ask another question. Is Adventure Games your favorite video game genre? RPG. Yeah, I, I can't say that adventure games are my favorite. Horse strategy. I'm going to say... <clears throat> if not FPS, I would say platformers. I like platformers. They're fun. You need to answer Mr. Mailbag. Mr. Mailbag. That, I don't know. That Apparently we need to address his, his, his question. I'm just saying. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, Mr. Mailbag asked a question specific to the marathon. And uh, this is interesting. Okay, so... So here, this is what we need to talk about. So uh, first of all, a lot of people want to know when we're going to post the marathon videos. Oh, those. 
Uh, 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 okay, you know what? Yeah, that because that, I hit a technical snafu with those because they would not upload to Blip and convert. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they are, frankly, too much of a pain to export through Adobe Premiere. So, um, you can get a, a batch converter and just run it at night. You should do that. Let's get a batch converter. Uh, but there's a problem with converting it though. Uh, in Why? The, because the, the, uh, audio and video also wouldn't sync technical problems, but, uh, uploading to YouTube worked. However, I didn't want to flood the YouTube channel with like 50 marathon videos and then everyone unsubscribes on in on mass i think what i might do is upload them as unlisted videos and yeah, they, put a link on the website that's a good call so that's i like, just gonna, I, I like your thinking that's like just gonna thinking. take basically babysitting uploads for days at a time that's all i that's all i need to do so i could do that while maybe uh putting together the next gem or something like that that i will make a note of Good. So a lot of people have asked that question. The next question, the one that Mr. Milbag actually asks, is when should we expect our charity swag for the for the marathon for donating? This month, I actually have been in the process of writing the thank you notes and and address labels and all that good stuff. There's a lot of people, a lot of people getting things. Folks, we <laughs> it took so many people to get us to ten thousand dollars this year that twenty thousand. You got to understand, um, twenty thousand. A lot of work has to go into thanking you all. So. In any case, we are but two people, and we do not, alas, run our own charity, which is a good thing. So, um, you know, we're we're definitely working on that. So yes. we apologize for the delay there, but Super we're definitely apologize. But your patience is very much appreciated, and yes. we have not forgotten maybe, about maybe you. We'll even get to uh, to work on potentially thinking about planning the next one. Yes. Anyway, I'm thinking of uh, another Super Nintendo marathon. What do you think? No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We gotta this this we just got through the last one. Can we just take some time to it's think like about five it, please? Five months ago, four months ago. Anyway, um no time to think. I think Let's I know this person's answer to the question because of their username. NES for life asks S N E S or Sega Genesis? <laughs> Super Nintendo, definitely. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Genesis has its its quirky perks, but that's about it. Uh Super Nintendo is definitely better. Okay. Um you know what? Yes. Let's let's do one more. One we'll more. Make it a good one. one. More. Okay. And by the way, Nest for Life, we don't need to do an NES marathon because Pat, the NES punk, already does an NES marathon. You should check that out. He does every single year uh, in October time. He uh, does a damn fine job at it, too, if I may say so myself. He does. Uh, we don't want to step all over him. Nope. We'll step all over the Super Nintendo marathon. All right. Here we go. What are your opinions? Oh, Yoshi Knuckles asks, what are your opinions on Satoru Iwata taking over as CEO of Nintendo of America? Do you feel this is a good thing or a bad thing? Iwata dropped the bomb? Uh, I think it's mostly a non-entity. Um, hopefully, it it, it, it... Nintendo of Japan and Nintendo of America have a problem with integration, it seems. Um, it, I think a lot of things are dictated by Nintendo of Japan to Nintendo of America, even when it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, I'm sure Nintendo of America didn't like being told all this time, uh, you know, that, hey, don't worry about that whole Earthbound thing. And then people are just inundating Nintendo of America with, what, where's the Earthbound? Give us Earthbound, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. You know, and then I, I think something got knocked loose and Nintendo of Japan's like, oh, I, I, some Americans want Earthbound? What? Okay, fine, let's give it to them. I, th I get the feeling that's part of what the whole holdup was. It wasn't Reggie yeah. being and a Grinch. 
It was Yeah, but you know what? I think it's I think it's a move in the wrong direction. Here's a prediction for you. Okay. Go Nintendo is going to go one of two ways. Nintendo is going to become a games only provider, a software only provider a la Sega. That's that's one way. Number 2, they fire every single bit of senior leadership in Nintendo because all of them are freaking idiots. If they fire them all, they got a chance to survive. If they don't, they're going to be relegated to a software company sooner rather than later. Just a little prediction for you guys. So I think it's a move in the wrong direction, not a move in the right direction. You make Reggie president of the entire company, that's a move in the right direction. You make Iwata head of, the, of America, move in the wrong direction. Reggie's essentially the head of Nintendo of America. Iwata's, from what I understand, Iwata's position is mostly, not ceremonial exactly, but Reggie's the boots on the ground, and I think that's what matters. Iwata's still the problem. Iwata dropped the bomb. Thank you. Okay, good. Thank you. Glad we covered that. Good. All right, folks, so that's the Insanity. We've been going so long here. I can't even believe it. I can't believe the the freaking time has flown by this fast. We've had a lot of fun, though. This was good. Yeah, it was fun. We had an extra long one because we missed April, basically. Yeah, we missed April. It's time to talk again. So, uh, by the way, when can people normally find us now that we're back on schedule? First and third Wednesday of the month, which means our next one, our next Echo Screen Live will be Wednesday, May 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Awesome stuff. So look for us then. We will um, try to be so much more. And and Echo 23. Do I? I'm sorry. I'm thanking people because they're first times. Keep, oh, good. Yeah. Keep talking. No, we love we love having you all. So please come back. Please check out all the other stuff that we do here on Clan of the Gray Wolf as well. By the way, we have a lot of series that we would love to have you as a part of, uh, including the new 16-bit gems coming out very soon, apparently this month, which is what's been promised. Yes. Um, also, obviously, my series, The Weekly Ringer, is out there. Uh, I will have more of those videos. Please, please, please check those out as well for those of you that haven't checked them out before. It's a very intelligent conversation. We like to give intelligent conversation here at the Clan of the Grey Wolf uh, about video games and geek culture. Also, please <laughs> follow both of us on Twitter if you oh, don't yeah. already. And uh, let us know what you think about the show. If you have future topics you'd like to see, let us know about those things. You can find us, send us a private message on the website. However you'd like to get in touch with us, that is just fine. And, and how um, would fi- someone find you on Twitter? They would find me at, at it's the Commodore. All one word. <laughs> and I am, uh, I, can always, I can never remember exactly. I am Rue, R-O-O underscore C-O-T-G-W for Clan of the Great Wolf. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, find us there, tweet at us, whatever you like. We certainly appreciate the tweets. We love the tweets. The tweets are sweet nectar in our mouths. And yes, the next 16 bit gem is uh, dragon quest three. So finally stopping talking about that so I can get the heck away from RPGs for a while. Good. Cause they take forever. Yes. And they suck balls. No, I'm just kidding. I actually love RPGs. Um, <laughs> good, good. So yeah, so that's good. So we we've caught up a little bit. We're good to go. The show we got we, we're queuing up the show. Everything's going to be great. We're back on schedule, folks. Thanks for hanging with us. Sorry we were gone for so long, but we're yes. here. We're back to stay. Let for us, let us outro my, with yes. some special adventure game outro music. But anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, some special adventure game outro music is to come uh, uh, after the show for. My forgetful compatriot, Rue, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Grey Wolf, and there is no reset button.
everything is alright. Chin up, I can't step into the spotlight. She said, I'm sad, somehow without any words. I just stood there. Searching for an answer when this world is no more, the moon is all we'll see. I'll ask you to fly away with me until the stars all fall down, they empty from the sky. But This world is no more.